Welcome to Living Southern Oregon, a podcast dedicated to discovering and exploring all Southern Oregon has to offer. I'm your host, Simona Fino, and I will be introducing you to the people who live here, the things they love, and what makes Southern Oregon a magical place to call home. Hello, everyone. We are back with another episode here of Living Southern Oregon, and today I will be introducing you all to Eileen Bobeck. Eileen is a former emergency medicine doctor turned bookseller. She opened Rebel Heart Books in Jacksonville in July of 2017 and sees the bookstore as a community space. Eileen enjoys being part of the bookstore community, book clubs, and the medical community. She moved to Southern Oregon in June 2002. Welcome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Well, I'm going to love hearing all these different trajectories because emergency <laughs> medicine doctor to booksellers, it sounds like a fun one. So we'll get into that in a minute. But you moved here in 2002. Yes. Where were you before and what kind of prompted coming to this area? The last place we were from was Michigan. My husband and I are both originally from New York, different areas of New York. And then I, I grew up in New York and, and Illinois. And then we ended up in Michigan for a residency. And we came to Southern Oregon because one of my husband's professors in his specialty came, left met, uh, academics there, came here and said to him, hey, when you're done training, you should come and take a look. And so we thought, well, we'll come to Oregon for basically a nice trip. But we had no intention of actually moving here. None of our family is on the West Coast. I mean, no, everybody's East Coast, Midwest. So the thought of, of coming to the West Coast was just sort of like odd. Mm-hmm. And then we came here and it was just one of those beautiful and unfortunate feelings where you're like, oh, this is where we're supposed to be. Unfortunate from the standpoint of like, oh, this is going to be awfully inconvenient <laughs> and um, people are going to be not happy. But we just, we just had that feeling when we came here that this is where we should be and that if we didn't try it, that we would always wonder. We just took a leap basically to try something different. And then we've been here ever since, but we did not intend to be here. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just curious. I mean, everybody I think knows that feeling. What, what was associated with that? Was it, was it the terrain? Was it the people? Or was there anything in particular that you could point a finger at or kind of point to? Um, it's, it's, it's really hard to say. I mean, like, I have to say, like, just in my life in general, it, it's something that you, I just kind of felt this sort of internal pull in anything that I've done where it's like, oh, this is making me move a certain way. I, I, it's, it's kind of like this internal feeling. Um, uh, I don't know how to describe it, but when we, I would say, you know, it's hard to say in the very beginning because it's not like we, we met people, obviously, and, and everybody seemed wonderful. And I remember actually telling my father, <laughs> I said, everybody seems um, pretty happy here that we met. And my dad's native New Yorker. He grew up there and, and he was like, happy or Stepford happy? <laughs> like, you know, like he was very suspicious. Yeah. Like, Who can uh, be happy? Are, are you sure? I'm like, no, they, they, I mean, people seem legitimately like they like it here. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it was, uh, the terrain was definitely beautiful. I mean, cause when we, when we flew in, I just remember 
flying in and looking at the, I mean, just the topography was just unlike anything that I had ever seen or was used to. And it was just, it was really beautiful and striking. And it, it, in some ways it had almost like this fantasy element, like, oh, just living in the mountains yeah. kind of, kind of thing. And just thinking at the time I, we had uh, one son, the first time he came to visit, he was 18 months old. And the second time he came to visit, he was like, I don't know, I'm trying to th- like a, uh, maybe two and a half. And I was pregnant with our second son. So it was just this feeling of like, like our family, what, what could this be like to be mm-hmm. here? But we didn't know. I mean, it, it's not like we knew what it would be like. It's not like, it's not like we were thinking something specific. I think for both of us, it's like being in medicine is how can we have careers in medicine and still feel like we are really involved with our children and our family. And, you know, we could have stayed back in Michigan. Um, that would have been more of an academic career and busy in a different way and wonderful in a different way. Um, there are wonderful people there, but this just, this felt like this, this felt like we belonged here right now. And it was inconvenient in a lot of ways, like I, I said. I with two little Yeah. You had two little ones at the time? Well, at the time, we, um, no, two. So I was pregnant with my second son, but by the time we moved here, June of 2002, I had just had a C-section <laughs> three weeks prior. And it was, wow. so it was like, a, it was like, it was bam. So yeah, it was a trial by fire basically. And then you're just jumping right into it. So it was, it was great. When we came, I remember telling my brothers, um, because the, the people that in, in the house had moved out, obviously before we got there and the fence around the house wasn't very strong. So like, so like when we showed up, there was like, there were deer, there was a bobcat, there was an owl, there were all these things. And my brother's who are in Chicago, they're like, where did you move? Like, what is happening that that is actually what you're looking at outside <laughs> your window? Um, sorry. Um, but we're, we're glad we, we're glad that we did. Um, it's, it's definitely been challenging when you're trying to, as people get older, but we're, we're glad that we brought our kids up here. That's yeah. for sure. And where did you move specifically when you came? Were you in the Jacksonville no, area? Or no, 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 no. We moved to, we're in East Medford. You were in East Medford. East okay. Medford. And so like, it was actually funny. I mean, I know it sounds strange to say, but like, I, I really, I enjoy being at home and like, and just feeling like hunkered down mm-hmm. with my family reading, obviously. And so like, I, I actually like to have a little bit of, of space. I don't know that that mattered as much to my husband at the time. But it, it, we got lucky because right before we just, we didn't find exactly what we were looking for. So we were going to rent. That's, we would just sort of said, all right. And then right before, it, I think it was like a couple of days or like a day before we were supposed to leave, this house popped up and it wasn't for sale yet. And the real estate agent said, Barb Pulver, who's absolutely wonderful. She basically talked to them and said, Hey, there's this young couple. Young. We were young at the time. (laughs) You know, can we come, can they come and take a look basically? So the location was wonderful and we knew we were going to outgrow the house, but we figured we could deal with that like later. So we're, we're, it's it's best of both worlds because we have that, you know, some amount of distance and, but very close to the hospital. And, and as it turned out, this is the other thing is too, is you don't, you make different decisions and you don't really realize how important they're going to be. Cause I, so when my kids are young, I didn't realize how much driving 
I was going to end up doing. Cause those, I mean, I ended up having two more, so I have four, but I didn't, you can't really conceive of how your life is going to look honestly. So that ended up being really great. I thought I wanted to be more remote than we ended up being. And then when I, but I'm very glad <laughs> that, that we didn't end up doing that. Just the amount of time yeah. that we, that I spent in the car. <laughs> I'm feeling that same way right now. I used to live in Applegate, which I still oh, yeah. absolutely love it out there. So you know, maybe there. I'll end up back out there, but now I'm in Grant's Pass and my daughter, you know, she swims yep. every morning. So yep. it's like the 5 a.m. must be there. I yep. am really happy we're five minutes oh, yeah. away. Yeah. No, it's true. I mean, those are just the things you can't anticipate. Right. And there's certain like a, fantasy elements that were like for me like oh I want to live whatever miles away whatever and, and and I'm and I'm really glad practically we actually couldn't do that <laughs> so it sort of tamed some of my instincts of what I thought I wanted as opposed to like oh this is actually this is actually what I do want and this can actually encompass everything that we need to how we how, how we ended up living our lives You were practicing medicine when you mm-hmm. both arrived, so you yep. both were doing that. And yes, emergency. Yes, I'm, I was. I'm, I was emergency medicine. So yeah, I worked at. Well, gosh, what did the hospital? It was Rogue Valley Medical Center. Okay. I think that's what it was called because <laughs> it's changed names yeah. a couple of times. So yeah, that's where I I worked when I when I came here. Yeah. And the transition from medicine to bookseller and opening your own store. Where, when did that happen and what, what led to that? So that there was actually a long gap between stopping medicine and, and actually starting a bookstore. I think a lot of doctors would say this, even ones that whether or not they would, whatever point they've retired at or they've left their careers early or late, it's, it, it becomes very much an identity even if you feel ready to go, I, I think a lot of times people, it's a weird transition to kind of say that that portion of your life is that you dedicated so much time to. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a weird transition. It's always been kind of a dream to do a bookstore. And so I started, I mean, I've done it for many years. Anywhere we traveled, I'd go to bookstores all the time and I collect like different things like, oh, if I ever have a bookstore, I want to carry this card company or I want this kind of book or I want these bookmarks or I want these, what I mean, anything book related. So I had all these things <laughs> that, that for my um, imaginary bookstore that I was going to do someday. It's hard to say like what, like the energy that kind of pushed me to finally do it is I really felt like I wanted to do it before my oldest son left for college. Like, I, I, I really wanted my kids to see me transition into something different and to, and to, to say you can, you can be and do multiple things in life. That, that was important to me. And I really wanted to do it in Jacksonville if I could help it. Cause Ashland has wonderful bookstores. Uh, Bloomsbury has been there for a long time and, and Treehouse Books and Book Exchange. I mean, just wonderful bookstores. And, and actually Jane, I should say from Treehouse and Sheila from Bloomsbury were wonderful mentors, wonderful mentors for me. But, you know, Ashland didn't need another bookstore. I would, I wouldn't want to compete with the ones that they've got. And then Medford has Barnes and Noble. I used to frequent Barnes and Noble all the time and they also have Village Books and I mean, great. 
used bookstore. But it seemed like Jacksonville was really, um, it was like, how does this town not have? And it does. It has Christian Discount Books, which has been there for 25 years and which is, you know, fantastic. But like, I was thinking like, how does it not have like a, just a general, you know, interest bookstore? And it has, I mean, it has had bookstores over the years, but it hasn't had one for quite some time. And all I could hope was like, oh. Nobody get to it before I do. Please, please. <laughs> so I got, I got, I got lucky um, because I actually, I wasn't really talking about that. I, I wanted to have a bookstore. I really wasn't, it was like a secret dream. And then I told my friend, Cheryl Rose, who owns soccer post one day, I told her, I, I said, I really would love to have a bookstore in Jacksonville. I'm like, but you know, the chances of that, like are so low because like at the time property or the chances of anything coming up and you finding out about it before it was sold was like zero and she said I just so happen to know about a building that's about to come up and it was like so it was like this idea I mean I, I kind of felt like you you kind of put it out there into the universe and then the door opens and then, and then it's like, Oh, you said you wanted this. Do you? Cause, <laughs> cause here it is. Right. <laughs> so, um, it was this wonderful moment of, of a door opening because I voiced a dream to the right person. Basically. Well, I believe that it's, you said something about being lucky. Yeah. And I think there's, there's a certain part of that that is just this, the synergy of everything coming yeah. together. But, you know, you also talked about collecting all the right. cards in the bookmark. I mean, that's putting so much energy and focus that even though, yes, it's a dream at that point mm-hmm. and it hasn't entered that space, mm-hmm. it is still, you're putting your energy towards that. And what you focus on and where you put your energy is what will flourish in your life, whether negative or positive. Right? No, I, I believe that for and sure. So just, and then when you say it out loud, I can't tell you how many times I've actually said something out loud like that. Yep. And then poof, you know, yep. somebody comes and says, actually, well, I mean, <laughs> or I told by so-and-so and this person, you know, and, it, and I, I, I've seen that a lot, like over and over. And you're right. I mean, I did, I put a lot of energy into that. I mean, I did, I did like a a bookseller's course that like I, that like that I had this big gigantic folder. Yeah. And I mean, so it, it was, the transition was 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. From the time I ended medicine to the time that I actually opened a bookstore was 10, 11 years. But during that time, my, my, I was moving mm-hmm. toward bookselling towards that bookstore. I mean like that imaginary bookstore, right. I was moving toward it. My intention was mm-hmm. directly aimed in that direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so that was 2017. It's such a beautiful space too. So it for is. listeners who haven't been there, this is right downtown Jacksonville. It's on the main strip and it's mm-hmm. just, it's got such a wonderful feel and beautiful spot. It's a beautiful building. It's actually yeah. really funny. So it's directly across from the Bella Union and it's got the, the door. It, it used to be a blacksmith shop and there's, it's actually kind of funny. I, you, you wonder why it was structured the way it was structured. You're like, well, how did this work? What, what, what exactly was going on here? But the, the front of most, basically the, there's three different sets of doors that all open to the outdoors. And so I, I try to keep those doors open as as much of the year as possible because it's just so beautiful. 
you have this bookstore that's kind of outside, uh-huh, right? And it, it's, and I, I can't tell you how many people have said to me, like, did you put in these doors? I'm like, no, <laughs> no, they've been here. And I think basically because depending on what they're, that building has been as how so many different businesses, I'm not, you know, like, so if it's a restaurant or before me, it was like a tasting room. Or if it was like a clothing shop, you might not necessarily have the doors open because I mean, there, there's some uh, book dust or dust that comes in uh-huh. because, you know, people are driving by. But I think we probably have the doors open more than people maybe saw in years past because I can't tell you how many people have said that they had no idea yeah. that all those doors open. So I have looked at other buildings over the years. Again, this is what it was like. It's almost like the same feeling I had when we moved here. Mm-hmm. You know, you walk in and you're like, yeah, this is yes. it. Yeah. This it's is the energetic. It. Yes. I yes. The energetic. You, yes. You know it's a yes. Yes. And yeah. you don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet. You don't, you, there's so many things you don't know, but you just feel like I, I belong here. I talk about my house in the Bay Area that when yeah. we were out house hunting and shopping and we stepped into the backyard and it was just a basically dirt with a shed back there and yeah. the house was needing all this work and it had this funky, funky, funky paint job going on <laughs> inside. And, you gotta look past the funky paint job. <laughs> and the linoleums yep. tore up. Yep. But there was an energetic yes. I just could feel standing in the backyard with my daughter in my yep. arms like, this is the place. And so it had, it was, it was an energetic cult. People still talk about that house. We had so many people that lived yeah. there. We had so many parties and gatherings and everybody loved coming to that house. I, I, I feel like totally that's like, we should, we should pay more attention mm-hmm. to that energetic mm-hmm. cult than we do or trust, trust, trust it, trust yeah. it to say like, yeah, I mean, yeah, you might not be able to back it up with data and yeah. whatever <laughs> that kind of thing, but I, I want my kids to understand what that feels like to, to feel like something's right like that's that's the kind of stuff like where you can't explain yeah right i can't it explain seems it. crazy it seems crazy <laughs> i just know i just know yeah and then you and then you make it not crazy yeah exactly right <laughs> it comes to life right beautiful way. yeah yeah So tell us a little bit more about the bookstore and then also the community that's come together. I mean, I've had friends who've done writing groups there yeah. and done all kinds. So I know that you've, you've really built a beautiful community, not just a storefront. I think a lot of booksellers feel this way. It's like, it's not, it's not just a bookstore, right? You know, I don't, I don't want to just sell books and like, and I, or that, I mean, that's the retail space of it. That's the practicality of it. But I always tell people that I, my day is not dissimilar from what it was in the ER. Like I, I, I listen to people's stories all day long. My husband like jokes that it's like cheers. <laughs> like, or cause like, you know, people come in and it's like, no, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you, you, you're, everybody knows your name. There, there is like that feeling there and not, not, not just for me, but I feel like that's, that's there for people who have come to visit and that's there for people who have worked there. I think it's like a, there's an energetic pull that happens to so many people that walk through there. There's an openness to, I think, hearing people's stories. I mean, you're sharing things that you love. You're sharing your own stories sometimes. There's a quote board in the, I, I love quotes. I'm, I've always been very, drawn to quotes and driven by quotes 
And so there's a, that was one thing I knew, like when there's got to be a quote for it. And so that changes every month and people take pictures of it and you can see how people are moved by different things or sometimes people are coming in and they'll, they're, you're, you're, sometimes you don't talk to people. You just say, hey, I'm here to help if you need me and they don't necessarily want to talk. Right. And then there's other times where you, 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 you're, you're waiting because you know that person's there for ostensibly a book, but maybe not. I think it draws people in to share themselves and their lives. That's been wonderful for me. I, 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 I've kind of said that it allows me to kind of be who I am without the same kind of suffering for it in terms of the hard work of having been an emergency medicine doctor can be really traumatic and being a doctor in general can be traumatic. So that space is like allowed for something. I think I love going to work. I love being in that space and we sell books there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, because, and because I do feel like that's actually, that's been a big thing for me in my life. It's like, that's actually how I, manage difficulty, cope with situations, like whatever. I mean, I always just read. I mean, it's the same way how I approached even doing the bookstore. I read. I read about being a bookseller. I read about bookstores. I read, I read so much in preparation. So that's, that's, that's how I live is like, I read. So, I love reading too. I know. It's, it's like my nighttime. I, I always have a stack. Yeah. I always have a good stack. I know. <laughs> I do too. Actually, I kind of if there's a new sticker. We got something about like a, a the book stack being like your emotional support pile. It is. <laughs> it's totally true. <laughs> and I have a friend who always has a stack, and he says. But then I get so many from the library, and then there's just this huge stack, and I wonder, <laughs> does it just osmosis if I keep it there long enough? I know, I know. I don't know if I'm going to get to all of them. I know, it's terrible. So like, it's, it's, it's really funny. Like, so just even in the bookstore, because people always ask, how do you choose these books? And so we, we like, we, re- we all read a lot. We read about books a lot. We, we like talk to people about books a lot. And, but sometimes people will be like, you know, have you read all these books? Like, oh my gosh, no. But there's nothing in the store that we all haven't picked out, like handpicked. There's right. not, there's nothing in there that's just like, a uh, random no, nothing, nothing. So it doesn't mean that you're going to like it. Right. Like, you know, I mean, it doesn't mean like, you know, cause you can give somebody a book and you think it's wonderful and they're like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> so like, but it, it's, it's, it's there for a reason. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? It's there, yeah. it's there for a reason. And, and sometimes actually the books that you don't like are really great to talk about. Cause it's like, Oh, that seemed to have really affected you. <laughs> That's interesting. Why? Yeah. You know, why are you reacting? so strongly to that book, like, or, or to some element of the book. I always ask those questions of myself. Like when I don't like a character, I'm like, well, what's going on there? Yeah. You know, <laughs> why don't I like, yeah. That? Yeah. It tells me more about like, it's like, I think books tell you about yourself mm-hmm. and your reactions to them. So yeah, I agree. Yeah. And then you also have a number of different writing groups and I know people have come there for writing. Talk, what, what we used those? to do. So we used to do shut up and write. That was um, <laughs> like, yeah, this was prior. So a lot of things have kind of are in a flux state because of the last few years. Yeah. Right. But we used to have a shut up and write group every Thursday, like in the morning. And we're, it actually kind of ballooned. I mean, it's a small space, but like 20 people would show up and then they would just, shut up and write for an hour. 
I think the community center now does that, but I'm not sure. But we've talked about recently, like, all right, would we do something like that again? And, and, you know, I don't know if we would do that thing again. Cause that's the other thing like that's come out of all this is like you, you change the way you do things or like, okay, what do you want to do now? So we've talked about doing a different kind of writing group. That's sort of being talked about right now. But we have, we've had, um, you know, meet and greet author events. We have a romance book club that happens every month. That is the loans. We used to have a graphic novel book club, a general interest book club, and the romance book club. And the romance book club, that's run by Macy Yates and Megan Crane. And they're two uh, best-selling authors. And they're just amazing, wonderful supporters of the store. So are they local or? Yeah. They, okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I had no idea. And they came in to meet me and they are like forces of nature and they are just exquisite. They run that romance book club and we have never <laughs> since it started, I think it was in 2018, winter maybe, we've never missed a book club. And so even throughout the pandemic, I mean, we were meeting by Zoom. I mean, like that, that is a, I mean, and it's gotten bigger. That is a wonderful book club. It's just great energy, great women, and really talking about, again, like talking about so many things in the world, important things through like a book and through like a particular love story or whatever. We, we talk about so many different things related to womanhood. And I, I, it's, it's been a great, that's been wonderful. We used to have nighttime events sometimes, but um, the only one we still have is a drink and draw. That's once a month on Thursdays. And we took a little hiatus for the holidays. And then now we're going to start up again in the winter. Well, yeah, January. So, but yeah, and we're always doing something. Like, you know, there's just different things. We're kind of rolling around in the head of like, what else can we, what else can we do? What else do we want to do? But yeah, always trying to do something that's pulling people in to be part of a community. It's like, like, we like to like think of it as more of like a, an invitation for people to be part of something they want to. Well, it's a beautiful way of connecting. Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's a beautiful space. And yep. then when you have a, an activity, that's what's great about the, the drink and draw you were just talking about, you know, yep. having an activity that people can hands on be doing yeah. like a book club where you're connecting with other people and there's something to focus on, a topic or yeah, community spaces are so great like that. Rosie does a great job with that. She does. The Miners Bazaar. Oh my yeah. gosh, she's so good at it. Yeah. Those kind of spaces are really lovely. I mean, oh, and you know, and I, and I should say too, in terms of writing workshops, Marion Denard, Writer's Room, she does like incredible writer's workshops. I don't know if you've ever interviewed her. You should totally no. interview What was her name again? Marion Denard. Denard, D-E-N-A-R-D. Okay. Yeah. She, so she has, is Writer's Room workshop. She has a, uh, it's in Jacksonville. She does uh, wonderful writers' workshops, and uh, people have raved about her workshops. So yeah, so there's a whole there's a whole space there for somebody who actually knows what she's doing professionally. <laughs> so yeah, excellent. So yeah, I, and so it's, it's actually yeah, I, I I that's been wonderful to actually be part of a when you, when you're in a smaller town. I think a, like you, you might have, you might have a greater opportunity for certain spaces to be community spaces because you're in a smaller mm-hmm. town, but I've, I've, I don't know. I've seen so many, I, I'm in awe of people who have been in businesses for years. Small business is hard. Mm-hmm. I really admire the people that I've met and, and who that's, that is how they make a living. And the fact that, that they've made it through this period of time is extraordinary, honestly. So 
And I'll say, you know, one of the things I can keep hearing, I've interviewed with a couple other folks that have businesses in Jacksonville, it's just the community there is mm-hmm. really strong, especially in that little, you know, that business community. Mm-hmm. People really support each other. Everybody feels very connected and supported. Yeah, I, I, I've met some really wonderful people in the business community, like Todd from uh, Artisan Gardener. He's wonderful. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, like yeah. it just you know, and uh, Belita. Like, I mean, just there's so many, there's so many wonderful people there. I mean, Alex, who's done the cotton broker for years, she took over for her mother, and I mean, there's and Joe, who just recently uh, retired and met, sold Willow Creek to Emma. And Joe was a huge, huge support. Whit Parker was wonderful to me because he allowed me these. He uh, does the Jacksonville Review. He, you know, wrote an article and and like and then and has allowed me a space for writing monthly. And so uh, there's just a number of yeah, Whit's a good person to talk to. <laughs> so but there's so many people like uh, in that business community who were. I mean, just that have been good to me. And, uh, and I've been, uh, very appreciative. Even, you know, in, in the planning department was good to me. I mean, just kind of really leading me through the steps. Cause I went to city council meetings. Cause I'm like, you, I mean, you have to go through this whole process, um, that I didn't even uh-huh. understand. And, and, and I remember going to some of the city council. So it's council- not just buying the, uh, no. not just no. buying it and walking no. in and setting up. No, okay. because it's also, cause it's a historic district. So you, like, right. you, you have to get approval for certain things. Like you, you can't change certain things about the outside, but you can change things on the inside. But, you know, you, your sign has to get approved. I mean, cause they're, they're trying to retain a certain mm-hmm. element. So yeah, it's a, it's a whole process. Yeah, it was it was an education. <laughs> yeah. And I got to hear a tiny bit. I didn't realize the city council and all that, but I know that over at Happy Alpaca, mm-hmm. she also had to deal with that too because they revamped yeah. the whole inside and yeah. that was a huge project. Yeah, we did. We had to do the inside of the because like the inside of the of the building that I'm in doesn't did not look like it does now. But and they're pretty generous. You can kind of do most things on the inside. I mean, you have to get obviously approval structurally and all that kind of stuff, but it's really the outside. Like, like, so if I wanted to paint outside, there would only be specific colors you could do. Like, you know, cause they're trying to like make, make sure you're retaining a certain yeah. element, basically a historical element. I mean, I remember going to one of the, <laughs> going to these city council meetings and I used to be like, uh, wonder where the other business owners were. I'm like, Oh, how come we, they're not here. It's like, cause they're working. Cause now I've found out like, Oh my gosh, cause everybody's working. And then at the end of the day, you're like, I'm exhausted. I'm not going to, a I'm not going to a meeting. Right? <laughs> but I mean, but people show up when they need to, you know what I mean? It, it seems like, but I, it's, it's all these things that you find out. You're like, Oh, that's why. Yeah. And it's it, cause your, your small business owners work hard. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times people look at, I, cause you know, they can look at Jacksonville and, and they can look at like, Oh, the hours of, operation or whatever. And I think sometimes people think, oh, that's adorable. I would love to have a story. (laughs) And it's hard. I didn't fully understand that. Yeah. Whatever time you're not in the store, but you're working from home. You're you're always working in a small business, always working in a small business, no matter what. So that's why I I have great admiration for people who like that's, that is how they feed their families. Mm -hmm. I I can't, that's, that's extraordinary to me. (laughs) Yeah. Melody from the Cheese Cave. 
Yeah. She was oh, like, she's so big. She's so great. I just went there. I just went there yesterday. Her new space. Her new oh, yeah. space is such yeah. a beautiful. Yes. She describes herself as a micro business. She's like, I'm not even small. I'm micro. And it's true. <laughs> I mean, when you are and in, in you're handling everything, mm-hmm. or you know, or you only have one or two people, mm-hmm. maybe, and your staff that yep. are helping, it really is a lot. And there's so much that's not seen behind me, you know. Oh, yeah. The 10 to 5 that you're open or whatever yeah. the hours are. It's like there's so much else that goes on. Not to mention just somebody has to be there. Yes. <laughs> and I've been extraordinarily lucky in that regard. So like Marcella, Marcella Bell, who no longer lives here. She moved to Hawaii. She's also an, a writer, published writer now. And Josh, her husband, they worked at the store. So Marcella came to meet. She, so Sally Bell actually was one of the people who sold the building along with Jill Hamilton, and she, I, so it turns out that Sally and I, she has since passed away, so she rests in peace, and she's like, she was at the same, we had the same uh, hairdresser, so uh, so we, Dean Co., which is wonderful, another <laughs> wonderful small business, but anyway, so she was sitting in the chair next to me, and she's like, oh, you should meet, this is before I open. And, you know, just thinking about the whole employee thing, I'm like, that, I, I was like, I don't even know what I'm going to do. And she's like, you got to meet my daughter-in-law. She's so smart. She's so great. And in my head, I'm thinking, great. Okay. I'd love to be. Yeah. Like, I don't know who she is. Yeah. Right. And like, and then Marcella showed up, like literally on my, she emailed me like a, her resume and then she showed up on the doorstep and it was like, it was like a dream. I mean, she was just, I mean, and then she's just like, you know, I'm, I'm just going to like, why don't I just work a little bit today or whatever? And then, you know, you don't have to pay me. You can just see if this is helpful. And, but to, just to say like, don't, you don't have to pay me today. Cause then you can just see if this is actually what you're looking for. And she ran circles around me and she honestly taught me so much about book selling because she had been in book selling. I had not. Because there's a one thing, there's it's one thing to love books. It's another thing to write books. It is a whole other thing to sell books. I didn't know what I was doing. I was I was learning like on my feet. Even all the reading I did, <laughs> I was totally learning on my feet. And Marcella, I can I feel emotional talking about her because she's she's so wonderful and I and I miss her. But we talk every Sunday. We do the book order together every Sunday. So we still. But she she was a dream. And then when they. She and Josh moved. I, Josh was wonderful too. He was, he was there, but, but I love Marcella. And then I was just kind of, and then you know, the pandemic, because this all happened like when COVID started and I just didn't want to hire anybody. I was just waiting. I just didn't. And then what happened was is three people who have bought so many books from the store and I know really, I know them. They're wonderful. They all like came to me. So like Travis was like, you know, can I help you? Cause like, I, I feel like you could use some help. And it was like, I knew Travis. So I'm like, and he was a, he's a great reader. He knows books like gangbusters. And so, and he's been wonderful. And then Brittany came to me. Brittany is just a wonderful, she loves children's books in middle grade. And so like, there's all these gaps that they're filling up like that are not even my typical reading. And then Noel, who, who actually came to me as well because she, she helped me do this huge, or she brought a huge pre-order campaign to me with Justin Baldoni 
who's a actor and wrote a book and like and sold like like two hundred plus books because she she brought that opportunity to me and then said, you know, maybe wow. um at some point, you know, if you need help and I'm like Yes. <laughs> so it's, um, so yeah, so I have Travis, Brittany, and Noel. I've never had to look for anybody. Right. You never had to put out the ad. No. And do that. And the truth is, I don't know that I would, because I, I feel like it's that same thing where you're, you're, I'm just waiting for, I have the luxury of being able to wait mm-hmm. for the right person to show up. And so far they have. So I've been lucky. I'm going to knock on this yeah. wood right now. So I've, I've been very lucky that way. Yeah. They're, they're, they, they, they keep everything running with me because I couldn't do it by myself. You know, as much as I would, as much as like, you know, that's, that's very me to think I can do it. I can do all of it. Um, but you know, every, everybody needs. You need your downtime. Yeah, you need to you step do. away. I mean, you your do. brain cannot. Yeah. You need, you need that time away to function as yes. a human being. It's true. Rest is and rest is important. Kids and a family and yeah. a husband and yeah. all the people I, I and want friends. To be present. You think, yeah. yeah. I mean that's the thing. Exactly. You want you want to be able to be as present as possible in all the areas of your life. It's challenging. So I I I I I so you know on our website like for like you know people who want to order books online, there's we we've made separate lists like my list you know, Marcella's list, Travis's list, uh, Brittany's list, Noelle's list. So like, that's, that's, that's us. Uh-huh. So I feel like that's, that's my tribe right. in there. Nice. So yeah, I, I, it's, it's a good place to be. Well, when you aren't hanging out at the bookstore, yeah. <laughs> what, what are some of the places and things that you like doing around this area? I'm going to bore you to tears because I'm kind of an indoor girl. Like, yeah. I like, <laughs> I will, maybe you need to start sharing your favorite books. Right? I just send people to the website. I know. Well, Stay no, I mean, read. I will. I mean, the truth is actually a lot of my downtime is like, I love to just sit and read. And, um, but I do, I mean, I, so, I mean, places I frequented, but like, like, you know, particularly before I, I opened a, a bookstore, I mean, I loved going to Treehouse Books. I still go there. I still take my daughter there. I just went to Bloomsbury Books yesterday. I love that. The book exchange is wonderful. The book selling community here, I mean, that's the, the other thing. So booksellers are really good at supporting each other. So if I can't find a book, I, I have any number of people. I call Bloomsbury. I call Treehouse. I call a book exchange. I call Village Books. I call Quality Paperbacks, Hermeticus Books. There's so many wonderful, I mean, that, those are places, those are like my hangouts. Yeah. Um, um, basically yeah. when I, when I, pr- prior to doing this, I, and I'm, I'm definitely like, you know, so if, if, uh, people are, you know, they go, let's say people go to, a, a the lodge and they ski or whatever. I'm the woman who's sitting by the window with a book <laughs> by the fireplace, <laughs> looking out at the mountain, like, oh, look that they're having such a great time I'm gonna get right back to my <laughs> chapter here but I am really glad that living in this area is you know my my husband and my sons they 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 hunt they fish they I mean they I mean that's that they are very they go mushroom hunting mm. they I mean they very because that's how my husband grew up and so like they're having the ability to do the proximity of the outdoors like I mean I, so I'm a nature appreciator. I don't necessarily want to be in it. 
like, 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 uh-huh. like, like, like uh, hiking or whatever. It's just not, it's never, I've never, I've never, <laughs> that sounds terrible, but it's like, I've never, I mean, it's like, I, I'm happy to go on walks or whatever, but I don't, I'm not necessarily the outdoor. I'm not actually, it's not even not necessarily. I am not the outdoor person of our mm-hmm. family, but, but it's, it's, I've noticed something around here, or this is my observation of living here for 20 years. Kids who grow up here, a lot of them are very attached to nature. Like even when they leave or they, you know, they're growing up or, or they, they're going someplace else and they might want to go someplace totally different, but they still have an attachment mm-hmm. to the natural world that's interesting. And I think it's, it's partially because whereas I didn't grow up that way, I don't know. I, was, yeah. like, I grew up in uh, New York in the Midwest, which was like just, you know, kind of flat. Yeah. And I, I don't, I didn't feel the same kind of attachment to nature that I think a lot of kids here do feel. My, my, my sense, that's really, some, my oldest son, when he was in college, he was in the city and he's in, this was like his freshman year. And he said to me, I miss the stars. And I was like, huh? And then I was like, oh, the, so the light, so in the city, yeah. like light pollution, you don't notice. And then I, I, that night I drove home and then I was on the bottom of our driveway and it was like, oh, I, yeah. I mean, you feel like this, the night sky is so close to you mm-hmm. in certain areas around here. You can actually see the stars. Yes. Yeah. So it's, it's just, a, yeah, it's a yeah. different experience. So, you know, there's different things that I've like discovered, like little pockets of things that I've discovered here in terms of like communities. I, I did love my medical community. My, my, the people I worked with were wonderful. They're still wonderful people. And I, it's, and it's, maybe that's part of the ring thing too. So a lot my, my husband's super good. He's always been good. Even when we were like teenagers, he was always really good at work play kind of thing. Like he was really good at, at doing multiple things where I was much more, I've gotten better as I've gotten older, but I, I was always more singularly focused. Like I got to work on, on, you know, getting into medical school. I got to work on my exam, whatever. And he was very good at maintaining his interests. And so I, I feel like I'm doing that more now. So being part of writing groups, the writing group I'm part of now is actually it's within Oregon, but we're, we're on Zoom because everybody's in different mm-hmm. places. But I've been part of writing groups here, like I, I, through RCC, through SOU. So there's all this like extended, um, educational opportunities or like the lifelong learning yeah. kind of thing. So those are, those are the things that I was, I, I think I was attached to. I, I mean, I do love music. So I do, I love going to the Brit. I mean, and I think because I'm not a big concert goer, I actually like the, that, that atmosphere still feels pretty intimate to me. Oh, it absolutely you know? is. It's and a, yeah, I'm not a big stadium gal. It's, like a, it's just a nice venue. It's, oh, it's, it's yeah. big enough to get big acts. Yes. But also there's the element of being outdoors too. Yes. Just the fresh air and yes. the views. It feels expansive and open out there. It does. And I like, that was actually one of the first things. So like when we, when we, uh, when we came here to interview, I, I can't remember what visit it was. Or I don't know if it was a visitor, maybe when we first moved here. Oh my God, my memory. But I felt like that was actually one of the things, like, look, like, uh, it was like, look at the Brit. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Cause everybody's trying to show you like all the different things that, uh, that the, an area has to offer. And that one, that was definitely intriguing for me. Cause that was, it just seemed like a, 
accessible way to uh, watch concerts without feeling like I was in the crush of a stadium. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm definitely a more small, intimate mm-hmm. gathering kind of person. So like, and the brick feels about as close to that as you can get. Yeah. I've never, I had only been to, believe it or not, I had never gone to the Oregon Cabaret, like until oh. the last couple of years. <laughs> I went to one, which was, um, you know, th- th- there's all these like different pockets yes. of, of, of things that I've, I've enjoyed, but I'm not, I'm definitely not a, uh, yeah, I'm definitely, you're not going to like, I won't be able to tell you, yes, you go skiing and blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> My family does that yeah. or does yeah. certain things, but not me. But still, that's still part of, you know, and I'm with you on this. I don't ski. Yeah. And I don't snowboard. And I'm, <laughs> I not, don't about, I'm not about to pick that sport up no. right now. My no. bones are, right? I want to keep them strong. That, that's how I feel. I'm like, I'm not, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't want to break away. And the last time that I was up there, I was doing very similar. I was, didn't have a boat. I was with friends and we were watching the kiddos out there. And I was like, <laughs> yep, I'm sitting here and yeah. with you, but it's, it was gorgeous. Yep. Yep. It was a beautiful sunny day, and yep. we are just sitting outside looking at this gorgeous mountain. Yeah, it was super fun. Yep, watching people. So yeah, you don't have to be a skier or snowboarder to appreciate to appreciate that. It's like I can appreciate the yeah. mountain from a distance. <laughs> <laughs> from the inside and from the end, it was a cozy little spot in there, and yeah, yeah. it was. It's a beautiful area. Yeah, no, it is a beautiful area. There's there's many things that are accessible. And within a few hours drive or, or you know, uh, or that, that's for sure. I, I spent a lot of time on the road more than I thought I would because of kid stuff. I mean, I, again, cause I, I remember when I first moved here and like when I saw parents going for different things and they would be driving to Portland. I'm like, who drives to Portland? Like five hours for what? And then it's like, oh, then you become that person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where your meat is. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's, I, I spent a lot of time on, on, on the road, yeah, like more than I thought, like that's for sure. But like it's, but then you, again, things are um, accessible mm-hmm. um, in a way uh, that's good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. No, I I love having the accessibility and just so many different things close by. Yep. And yeah, and when a family, that's I think that's very typical. There's things that you do together as a family, but then of course everybody's got their own interests. They do. So it's great to have yes. a place where everybody can go explore all those yes. things. So. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of this. Yeah. I really appreciate it. And I want to get people into your bookstore. So oh. tell me, tell me, um, it's the location that, you don't have to give me the addresses. We'll put that in there. Okay. Like we're, you're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville. Right I, on the main. I always tell everybody that the easiest is we're right across the street from the Bell Union. Yes. And like, I, I, I mean, it seems so like most people know where Bell Union is. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we're right across the street. Seven days a week. Um, the, and I, you know, Right. The, it's actually funny. So the Jacksonville is very seasonal in terms of like, so mm-hmm. the, the, it kind of goes into the dead zone from January um, to the beginning of March. So, but for right now we're seven days a week, like um, uh, Monday through Saturday. Um, I would say ish because yes. I'm always late. No, nobody else is like Travis, Noel, and Brittany are always on time. I'm always late, but it's like 1030 ish um, to six o'clock on um, Monday through Saturday and Sundays 11 to 4. 
Perfect. All right. Well, we're going to put that in the show notes. Okay. We'll have the link to the website and everything so people can find you there. Yeah. And yeah, thanks for doing what you do because it is such a beautiful space. Oh, I remember when you, you first opened and being so excited about it. And, yeah. Yeah, and getting to meet Marcella. Yeah. I didn't know she moved. I I'm know. Sorry. I know. I know. Marcella, you know you love. Yes, you are so <laughs> loved, Marcella. <laughs> All right. Um, well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, everyone. But we'll be back again next week. And until then, I hope everyone has a wonderful week and wonderful holiday season coming in here. This podcast is produced by Simona Fino and co-produced by James Dedakis and Jaded Media. Original music by Samuel Lawrence. 